Welcome to the How To Dressage podcast and in this episode we're going to look at how to control your horse's power. Now for dressage it's essential that your horse works forward from your leg and with impulsion. However, some horses naturally have such big forward bounding strides that they can be difficult to control and balance, especially in the confinement of a small dressage arena. So in this podcast episode, we're going to explain how to control that power and how to put it to its best use. So let's start by first talking about why impulsion and forward thought is important in dressage. So the ultimate aim of the dressage rider is to create an equine athlete that works in a balanced uphill cadence with expressive and elastic paces. Now if the horse is not working forward from the rider's leg, then he is likely to trail his hind legs out behind him and simply run along on his forehand. Now the tempo may be too slow and it will be impossible to connect the horse through a supple back to an elastic contact, round frame and a consistent balance. Essentially, without impulsion, there can be no engagement of the horse's hind legs, so he will be unbalanced throughout the downward transitions and will most likely hollow in the upward transitions. Now, if your horse is wanting to go forwards, even if the strides are a bit rough and unbalanced, then this is a great starting point. So now we know why we want the horse to go forwards, let's next talk about power. So when you first place a rider on a horse's back, he will naturally carry most of the weight on his front legs, thanks to his long neck, large head and table-like body. Now the dressage rider's goal is to encourage the horse to shift that weight onto his hind legs and work in an uphill balance. Now this functional posture enables the horse to lift his forehand and to move more freely. Now a great way to think of this is to imagine a powerboat. So when you increase the engine's power, the stern comes lower in the water and the bow of the boat rises up and out of the water. And the same principle applies with the dressage horse. Now to do that, the horse must increase the impulsion and engagement of his hind legs. So these powerful horses have some of the necessary qualities to be able to do this, but their energy is sometimes a little misdirected. So when a rider has a very powerful and forward-going horse, there is a temptation to slow the horse down in an attempt to control the energy and the power. But you should avoid doing this at all costs. Because in the worst case scenario, the rider ends up in a tug of war with the horse and this can lead to tension. It can create faults in the horse's paces, such as the canter could become forebeat and the walk could become lateral. And it also kills the horse's desire to go forward. Which leads us now into the question of how do you harness your horse's power? Because if you have a forward-going powerful horse, but you don't harness that power, then he will simply run along on his forehand. And that won't get you very high marks in a dressage test, and it can also damage your horse's front leg joints. 
Now, some horses have a spectacular front leg action without doing very much at all behind. And although that looks spectacular, a good dressage judge won't be fooled. So you need to know how to contain and harness that power to utilise the horse's engine correctly, which will make his movement even more impressive since he will demonstrate the same degree of movement behind as he does in front. So for you to harness the forward momentum and the natural power of your horse, you need to use a combination of exercises and aids to help contain it all without stifling the horse's movement, his forward-going thought, and also his natural power. So the first tool that you need to add into your arsenal is a half-halt. Because when riding the half-halt, you need to think of it as a collecting, balancing aid that you can use to contain the power or thrust from behind. Now don't think of it as slowing your horse down or stopping him from going forward when you ride the half-halt. Instead, think of it as adjusting the balance and recycling that power into upward thrust. Now the generic half-halt is ridden by a combination of the hands, the legs and the seat. And it's used to connect your horse and harness the power that he offers you without killing the forwardness altogether. So, in order to ride a half-halt, you're going to use three sets of aids. So your first one is your driving aids, and this is your seat and both legs. Your next one is your bending aids. So it's both legs and your inside rein. And then your last aid that you're going to use is your outside rein. And this is what you're going to do. So you're going to first close both your calves around the horse's sides as though you were squeezing toothpaste out of a tube. And that should create a surge of power from behind. Now at the same time, you're going to stop following the horse's movement with your seat as if you're about to ride a downward transition. And then you're going to close your outside hand into a fist that contains, captures and recycles the energy back to the horse's hind legs. And then finally, you're going to squeeze and release the inside rein to help keep the horse's neck straight. Now your inside hand keeps the horse's neck from getting bent to the outside since you're keeping your outside hand closed. Now you're going to maintain this connecting half halt for a very brief moment until you feel the horse shift his weight back and lighten the forehand, even if this is only slight in the very beginning. And then you're going to return to a passive maintenance pressure of your leg and hand that you had in the beginning before the half halt. Now you should use the half halt regularly through every training session. And there is a famous quote that says that good riders ride from transition to transition, but great riders ride from half halt to half halt. And this is going to be your best tool when it comes to containing your horse's power without stifling his forward momentum and desire to go forwards. Okay, so that about covers the half halt. Let's now move on to talk about transitions. Now, transitions are a great exercise that can also be used to contain and control power, as well as helping to improve the horse's overall balance. Now, if you have a powerful horse with big paces that tends to run away with you, you can use downward transitions to help steady the tempo and also engage the horse's hindquarters. And this is a much better tactic than simply pulling on the reins and trying to slow him down. 
Because as we've already talked about, slowing the horse down will simply kill the energy that the horse is offering you and it will affect the balance and potentially the rhythm. So here's an exercise that you can do instead. So start by riding the horse on a 20 meter circle in an active working trot and be sure that the horse is working into your outside rein from your inside leg. Now a 20 meter circle is helpful because it helps to keep the horse bent around your inside leg and brings the horse's inside hind leg further underneath him. Now you're going to maintain your outside rein contact and prevent the horse's shoulder from sliding out as you ride the transitions. And you're going to use that half fault that we've just talked about and you're going to use it to prepare the horse and to collect the power and energy and engage the horse's hind legs before the transition. And then you're going to make a downward transition to walk. Now as the horse makes this transition, keep your legs on. Sit deep in the saddle and hold the horse with your legs back and seat and keep your rein contact elastic and consistent. Now as soon as the horse transitions into walk, allow him to march freely forward whilst keeping your leg on. And then you're going to ride an upward transition back into trot and repeat the exercise. Now although this seems a fairly basic exercise, downward transitions should not be underestimated. They are great for helping the horse compress the frame and to take more weight on the hind legs when they are ridden correctly. The most important thing you need to remember is that when you make the downward transition, the horse should step forward and under during the transition and not just flop into the transition and just fall into walk. It should step into walk and then walk forwards freely and actively. So as we've talked about, one of the best ways to controlling the horse's power is by using half halts and downward transitions, especially if you ride them on a circle. But now let's have a little bit of a quick talk about what not to do. Because when you have a horse with big forward bounding strides that is yet to find its balance, it can be tempting to just ride around and around and around the arena in the same pace, at the same tempo, thinking that the horse will find its balance eventually. Now more than likely, all this serves to do is string the horse out It makes his strides longer and flatter and it pushes more of his weight onto his forehand, which therefore makes him less balanced. Now instead, you need to use a combination of patterns and transitions together with the half halt and use that to redirect the horse's power back into his hind legs to create more engagement and impulsion. You will achieve nothing by riding around and around the arena because the horse won't just magically find his balance. You need to help him through the combination of patterns, transitions and half halts. So to wrap this episode up, if you have a forward going horse with big expressive paces, it can be very difficult to balance him in the confined space of a dressage arena. Now, as we've said, although it can be very tempted to pull on the reins and slow the horse down, you should avoid this at all costs, as it can lead to tension, it can corrupt the horse's natural rhythm, and it can leave you with no power to contain and collect. Now, the desire to go forward is a key aspect in dressage, so you need to embrace this natural quality in your horse and put all that power to good use. 
Now, if you have any questions when it comes to this podcast episode, then please feel free to leave us a comment at the bottom of the relevant blog post on our website. And to make sure that you don't miss out on any of our other free stuff, our books, our training diaries and competitions, please don't forget to like and follow us on our other social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter and Pinterest. We truly appreciate you for taking the time to listen to our podcast and we hope that you got a lot from it. For more, don't forget to check out our articles and other free stuff which is available on our website howtodressage.com and pop by Amazon for our range of dressage books, planners and diaries to help you stay on track with your competitions and training. Bye for now.